0: the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine
1: industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. It's the Wine Woman Radio Hour. I'm Marsha May I'm here with Misty Rodebush-Kane. Hello, Misty. Good afternoon, listeners. Hey, it's uh, great to see you again. We've been kind of on on a uh, little harvest break, kind of, sort of, maybe a little bit. Yeah, we've been ramping up. You can't nod so much. This is audio. Nodding doesn't translate. Oh,
2: yes, yes, yes. I'm over here for all those listeners. (laughs) Nodding. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Harvest is is in full swing in Napa and Sonoma. Of course, uh, first thing out the gate for harvest was uh, everything going into sparkling wines. So that generally meant uh, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, anybody growing Pinot Monnier, which there's not a lot of it grown here and it's usually grown for sparkling. But That was first and then we start seeing uh, other varieties being harvested right now, um, which is kind of cool. We're actually at the panel and uh lisa adams walter just joined us we're gonna give you a chance to say hello 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 <laughs> so dealing with traffic and all kinds of crazy things because it's always wild and crazy during harvest one country's busy yes and also there's a lot of road construction going on so that's the way it is here so we're um kicking things off here um our guest is going to join us here in a minute kim cotter is here with us the controller at Dom sebastiani and son kim say hello Hello. (laughs) Hello. Yes, good to have you with us. Um, We want to be sure uh, to go back to, I said we're at the panel. The panel is so gracious here in Sonoma to welcome us for every single show and host us for the recording of the Wine Women podcast. Um, So I want to make sure that our listeners know that uh, if you're coming to visit, this is a great place to come visit because it is a public wine lounge. They also have beer on tap. They have some espresso as well. Um, they have available wines by the glass, wines by the bottle, um, a great little kind of, I, I, w- I don't want to say gift shop, but when I say gift shop, they're set up so that if you're like, oh my goodness, we need a hosting gift, a hostessing gift, stop in, buy your bottle, you get your 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 gift bag with it and your gift card. Clever, very clever It cards. is very clever. They also have a wine club, which is fantastic, um, very much worth. Uh, investing in so you can find them at panelwines.com on the internet you can find them physically at 535 west napa street in sonoma they're open tuesday through friday from 3 p.m to 9 p.m and saturday noon to 9 p.m sunday and monday they are by appointment only which is altogether kind of cool so uh please when you're in the area give them a, a shout out say hello so you heard about it on the Wine Women podcast, so uh, kind of a a cool thing out there. Uh, Lisa, we've got some uh, industry news, um, which is kind of cool. Actually, the first industry news I want to hit on is Canvas the Magazine, which has a new name, is out. The next edition is out. Very exciting. Congratulations on that. Um, Something on which you are... Co editor,
3: co founder, co founder, and executive editor. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Canvassing Wine Country is out.
1: So, very exciting. Also, a great reference for anyone visiting Wine Country in Northern California because you have lots of interesting stories about what's going on, what's available, the insider knowledge, places to yes. visit, all those wonderful great Definitely. Cool
3: things. Definitely. And available online at um, right now at conciergealliance.com com forward slash magazine mm. um and the electronic issue is up there and the print issue is all over wine country and in san francisco
1: yay hotels Bravo. in san francisco congratulations a little round up. Yeah, we'll have to do a glass we have to get you a, gla- I you. You get grab a get glass tra- grab a glass it's in th- down there um so sure. the news the industry news um first of all we mm-hmm. want to make sure people know it's harvest right now and as luck would have it The documentary, Harvest Season, is also out. It's called A Love Letter to Latinos in the Wine Industry. This from a wonderful article in the Press Democrat by John Beck. Um, Harvest Season premiered at the Mill Valley Film Festival last fall. It also aired on PBS in May. Um, It's actually returning to the Bay Area with a screening on September 25th. So right after this podcast comes out, really. It will be at the San Francisco Green Film Festival. If you want to learn more about that, you go to greenfilmfest.org. You can also find it streaming on iTunes and Amazon. So if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can um, download it that way. The 83-minute documentary follows Mexican migrant worker, René Reyes, who crosses the border with a visa to pick grapes during the harvest season. Um, It also follows veteran winemaker Gustavo Brambilla, if I've got his name Brambilla. Is it ale silent? I don't know. I don't speak Spanish but I'm trying. Uh, He unknowingly embarks upon his most challenging harvest to date and, news for us because we're women in wine, wine grower Vanessa Robledo, who together with the women in her family, her mother Maria and her daughter Jocelyn, is kind of breaking away from the patriarchal family that has been long established here in Northern California wine country and Napa and Sonoma. She's striking out on her own. Um, so for those who may not know, um, Maria Robledo uh, divorced her husband, Ronaldo, which was known for the Robledo family winery in Sonoma um, uh, several years back. Um, and Vanessa said she's very proud of her mom for standing up for herself. and kind of going out on her own um, and doing things because she came to the United States legally under the Bracero program after she married her husband. She married at 16, came to the U.S. when she was 18. They had nine children, I believe. Vanessa is, I don't think she's the oldest, but I could be wrong. Um, Anyway, then there was a split several years back, and most of the women went with mom, Um, (laughs) essentially. It was a gender-based split. Um, But now, they're going out on their own, and part of what's in this film, in Harvest Season, the documentary, um, profiles Vanessa Robledo and her mom, and Vanessa's daughter, Jocelyn. So I think that's really kind of fun. Women busting out on their own in the wine industry, and Latinas doing that. So I think that's an important element. A uh, couple other quick little things that I'll just touch on. Um, according to Bloomberg News, in a story by Sean Donan, Jenny Leonard, and uh, Gregory Viscoussi, the U.S. is still considering French wine tariffs, reversing what was finalized in the G7 meetings. So it says in this article, the U.S. is moving ahead with an investigation into a new French digital tax that could lead to import tariffs on French wine and other goods despite hopes raised at august g7 summit a senior trump administration official confirmed that it's continuing a section 301 probe into the french measure and its impact on american digital champions including amazon.com facebook and alphabet inc's google the probe is being conducted under the same statute used by the u.s to levy tariffs on china is part of an an escalating trade war between the world's two largest economies and could clear the way for targeting billions in French experts to the US. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron thought he'd avoided the threat of tariffs with an agreement at the Group of Seven meeting in Beirut, France, saying at the August 26th joint press press conference with Donald Trump that we have reached a very good agreement. But it sounds like the jury is still out or reopened. So, stay tuned for news on what's going to happen with the G7. Um, Lastly, a quick little mention. Um, The Seha Daughters um, have launched their own winery. It's called Heirs of My Dream Winery. It's also a custom Crush facility on Burndale Road in Shellville which for those who go, where the heck is Shellville near Napa and Sonoma? Well, it's kind of sandwiched between the two, more on the Sonoma side in the Carneros district. So it's really not very far from where we are in downtown Sonoma.
2: And if you've ever driven through the area on a rainy day, nice. it's, it's, it's normally <laughs> where all the floods it's and all the waterfalls. Exactly. Yes, definitely. All the detours.
1: Exactly. So um, the sisters, um, Belen, I can't say these names either, Belaine and Ellie Ceja, Um, are running as third-generation Seha family members in the wine industry. Um, They are going to be running this Heirs of My Dream winery. Um, And so they're busy working out the custom crush that they already do. They have the capacity to do up to 42,000 cases a year, but right now they're at about 30,000 cases. Um, And then, of course, they're producing their own wines as well. Um, so very excited to hear about the sisters doing this. And we will have to get them on the show that sometime to talk about their wines. So I think that is something that's just super duper cool. And that brings us um, very next. Oh, one quick little well, thing. Wine Women. You know, we're all part of Wine Women here. There's an upcoming volunteer event for anybody who's interested in getting involved. will be held September 24th. At f- starting at 5:30 in the evening it's complimentary it will be at raymond vineyards in saint helena with uh, wine and hors d'oeuvres to learn about the various things you can volunteer for including like say maybe working on a podcast could be <laughs> could be could be so uh just visit winewomen.net to learn more about the volunteer events so i uh, just wanted to get that one out and now we turn to our featured guest Kim <laughs> Cotter, welcome. And now that we all have glasses, let's give you a proper clinky welcome Cheers. here. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Here. And Kim has brought us a beautiful, beautiful B-side Chardonnay, North Coast Chardonnay. Correct. Uh, Kim, start Start by telling us about the wine first.
0: Uh, well, it got some awards mm-hmm. <laughs> from wine enthusiasts uh we got an editor's choice award Woohoo! okay 90 points for the 2016 north coast chardonnay Very good um it's Congratulations. one of the best wines very
1: good it's it's delicious it's uh it's creamy but it has a nice strong structural mm-hmm. backbone to it it's got some real crisp acidity to it mm-hmm. classic chardonnay <laughs> now people are going to be a little confused they're going to go B-side, that doesn't sound like Don Sebastiani & Sons, but Don Sebastiani & Sons oversees multiple brands. This is just one. Mm -hmm. And you're not just into wine, you're also into spirits and water and even some merchandise. Mm
0: -hmm. As a matter
1: of fact, full disclosure, I'm a big fan of the Mia's Kitchen um, oh. Balsamic vinegar, I go through that like you wouldn't believe. And the sauces <laughs> and the pasta <laughs> sauces. Yeah, the oh, sauces yeah. are yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah, so this that's is right. a, a very big, growing Sebastiani company mm-hmm. that's now been around for. Eighteen years, I would say. Two thousand one. Am I right? Two thousand one. Founded in two thousand one.
0: I feel like yeah, they one. they go through um, different iterations of uh, you know entities and companies, mm-hmm. but the family's been around for hundreds of years. That's
1: right. I mean, you, the Sebastiani family has been in Sonoma since nineteen o four. Okay. So the roots run very, very, very deep.
2: Right. And during Prohibition, right. they had to retool their whole model to sustain, and they persevered through
1: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a biggie. Now, our listeners may be going, Kim doesn't sound like exactly like <laughs> she has a North American accent. So you got your Bachelor in Business Science and Accounting and Finance at Mm -hmm. the University of Cape Town. Correct. So you've made some big geographic jumps. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your background, how
0: you got to the US, and how you got into wine. Uh, So growing up, I definitely never thought I'd end up here. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) I'm pretty sure I didn't know what Pinot Noir was when I was at university. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was born in Johannesburg went to my family, came from mm-hmm. Cape Town. My father was actually German, mm-hmm. um, a German immigrant who... Which is not uncommon in South America, in South, South Af- Africa, yeah. sorry,
1: <laughs> to have a lot of German immigrants. There was Correct.
0: A and a lot of, he actually went to Southwest Africa before mm-hmm. he came to South Africa. Uh, a lot of, because uh, Southwest Africa was a German colony. Mm-hmm. He uh, made his way to South Africa, met my mother, who was a second generation immigrant mm-hmm. from, I think her, her background was Latvia and Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to university in Cape Town, doing my business degree, and then I decided to travel the world. Like a lot of South Africans, a lot of people from New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, mm-hmm. they like to travel after university or like a year after of school. And um, I traveled for three years. I lived in London nice. and Expensive place yes. to live, isn't it? yeah, but it was it was exciting. Um, we met a lot of people. We did a lot of traveling in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I uh, did a round the world trip, I think in my third year away. Oh, wow, all right. Sirius envy right here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, and then and um, I met my husband, my future husband, Mm -hmm. when I was in Australia. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the middle of Australia, in the middle of nowhere, in Darwin, Australia.
1: (laughs) Oh, Darwin, that's Uh like an outpost, isn't it? That's my recollection. I've never Uh been there. I've Mm -hmm. just always heard it's just out there.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, sand and flies. I think. Oh, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But uh, he had a car. and he was traveling around the world, so uh, I needed a ride. And um, (laughs) And magic. We met up. There you go. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's a great story. (laughs) So what what got you interested
1: in wine? You know, you talked about, you know... Well,
0: I feel like I kind of fell into it. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband was from America, Uh and uh, we were originally going to go to Canada, and his mother convinced us to come here because Mm -hmm. his mother and father lived here. And... uh, I looked for a job in finance when mm-hmm. I started, and it was the downturn after Bush was elected the first time, uh-huh. when we got here, and uh, um, so I ended up getting a job at Kendall Jackson. Oh. Oh. So, so you I just got just basically in. just landed,
1: right? Yet yeah. yeah, Lisa's right. That's just fully jumping in. Isn't right. I jumped
0: it? into the deep end of the swimming pool. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was there for a couple of years. And um, I and That's when I Learned all about wine I guess Yeah and, and Love for wine And I Followed I had a great boss there Who I loved working with And um, She moved um, A couple times mm-hmm. uh, We went to work at Ledson. Okay
1: I know, I saw that on yeah. your uh, Profile Ledsen yeah. And then eventually you you and Jumped we went to, to Foley Family so lots Just, of experience. there.
0: Yes. And, and that's really where I got back into finance mm-hmm. um, in the wine industry. And Foley was a very dynamic place to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot there. A lot like I don't think I would have had the same opportunities in other places. Um, and I had great people to work with. Cool.
2: I can vouch for that because Kim and I actually (laughs) met at at Foley Family Wines and um, no, she is correct. You know, jumping in feet first into the deep end is a fantastic way to really learn the business and working for some of these dynamic companies that are, you know, growing really rapidly. Mm -hmm. You you wear a lot of hats and you learn a lot of things
1: really quickly. Mm So Kim, I wanted to ask, um, you know, with your background in finance and you get you jump into a totally new industry that was completely different, but then you now have this this background behind you between many different large companies. Kendall Jackson, Foley Family, mm-hmm. Ledson, and now you're with Don Sebastiani and Sons. Did you find that the company culture was radically different between
0: all of them? Or,
1: you know, were there variations to that? How, how do you want to express yep. your experience with that?
0: I would say, I mean, Kendall Jackson's probably the biggest. Mm-hmm. They have um, a corp- the corporate culture. Foley also, to a degree, but it's, you know, they all still family-owned wineries. Um, mm-hmm. Don Sebastiani and Sons probably has... Um, they're my favorite <laughs> <laughs> good answer since they're your current employer <laughs> yes. which is a good one yeah well the family is okay. just so wonderful um i don't think you can't you don't often find that and i haven't in uh, all the places that i've worked so cool it's very relaxed um i really enjoy it the, they they want happy employees which isn't something you always find Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really valuable. And that's right. where you find people who've worked f- at the same company for 20 years.
1: It's heartening, isn't it? Yes. Go, oh, they're, they're pretty happy here. And yeah. in the wine industry, ladies, what do you think the average is? 30 months at a lot of employers yeah, for a lot of people? Yeah, a few So years. longevity is not
0: common in this industry. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of movement. A lot of movement around. There was, a, there was a lot of movement at Foley. Constantly moving. I mean, luckily for most of the time I was there, our team was pretty um, solid. Mm -hmm. Um, But all around you, things are constantly changing. People are constantly moving. He's constantly buying new wineries. I was going to say, that's got to be disruptive,
1: the the acquisition level.
0: Well, you never get a chance to... Uh, Get comfortable? (laughs) No. No, Keeps uh, it exciting, right? It does keep it exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Mm -hmm. And
2: from the marketing and sales side, I mean, it was so fantastic because, you know, Mm. you turn around and then you have a whole new wine portfolio to to market and sell, and it it
0: was a lot of fun. And you really bond with your employee, your other, um, your fellow employees. Right.
1: Now, when you were there as an assistant controller with Foley, right? Do Mm -hmm. I have the right, I want to make sure I have the right title. It must have been an interesting challenge. All have been like, wait, we're acquiring what? And that means you're about to get dumped with a whole bunch, a new set of probably both paper and digital financial files to analyze what's working, what's not working, where are the weaknesses, Mm -hmm. what do we need to correct? And, uh uh-oh, somebody did LIFO calculations incorrectly. Mm -hmm. We have to get this fixed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Things like that. And bringing each one onto our system, you know, mm-hmm. integrating them.
1: Right. Software, software integrations uh, they are mm-hmm. enormous and often extraordinarily painful to mm-hmm.
0: do. Mm-hmm. So. so I think, I mean, once we had some streamlining in, I remember mm-hmm. the, the old days. I think, I, I mean, I was there for like about four or nine years. And uh, the first four or five years were pretty crazy. We called it the wild, wild west. Understandably. uh, Yeah, and you're just um, trying to pull together um, different pieces all the time. Um, Probably a lot of tech
2: um, listeners out there listening to us who work for some startups and they're probably hearing some similarities because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very, very quick, the acceleration.
0: I know. You have to produce
1: quickly. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. And And, you know, doing the books for 17, 10 wineries, then 12, then 14, then 17, you have to have a streamlined system where you bring them in, you have your IT team that's ready to go. And eventually we got there, you know, the last few years. Um, and you know, my boss was also, uh, I think he he actually got a, an award, uh, one of those CFO awards mm-hmm. for mergers and acquisitions because we did so many of them. Unders- understandable <laughs> because considering
1: it was a fast, you know, process uh-huh. yeah, and just keeping up with that pace mm-hmm. um, is, quite challenging and
0: challenging to find the right software for the size of the company that we yeah. had there's right. a
1: great deal of um, research that goes behind that that can be a lot of due diligence work to figure out is this gonna work Can this scale mm-hmm. and maybe you go through some research and you go oh, can't expand to do this or there's right. no there's no API integration for this one component that we absolutely have to have what's the next one on our list?
0: <laughs> right, or w- mm, this one's for a KJ size company, we can't afford that one. Right, um, right. Oh, There's we're too big for that right. one. Right, so we these, find these product, the
1: software products all have different price points that really match with the kind Absolutely. of production volume and sales volume, which hopefully correlate mm-hmm. um, back and forth, and it makes it really quite challenging.
0: It was pretty challenging.
2: It was very exciting. But, but once you were you were correct in saying that you know once you you actually master that enterprise level you know of reporting and enterprise level of systems, then you know you're you're ready for the next exactly acquisition yeah. and mm-hmm. next um, thing that's coming your way.
0: But in the meantime, yeah, it's, it's uh, just a small bump in the road instead of, like, a boulder that flattens yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's back up for a second, and let's talk
1: about the Chardonnay, because it's absolutely delicious. It so this is the B-side Chardonnay North Coast Appalachian. Uh, it's a 2017? 16. 16, sorry. Yes. Oh, it's right in front of me, and I'm still, like, not seeing it This is... <laughs>
0: I have our little awards. We have all, yes, yeah, lots of, nice. lots our of well wine enthusiasts. Nineteen one points for editor's choice. So
1: very nice. So 60% of the Chardonnay came from the Watmell Ranch Vineyard. That is right here in Sonoma Valley, literally not too far away from here. Stone's throw, literally. It's a, literally a stone's throw and actually um, off the air, so to speak. Kim and I were talking about. Well, that's also a stone's throw from other Sebastiani vineyard properties, um, all off of Arnold Drive, and uh, obviously off of Watma, as well. Um, Prime, prime land, prime great grape growing land, great grape growing. Gotta say that ten times fast. Um, Really, really great stuff there. So. what else do you want to tell us about you know this or or shall let's go over here what are you getting from this well Mm -hmm. i i like what you had said early on in that
3: it it's a it's a classic chardonnay but there's also some structure there and there's something that lingers on my back mid to back palate afterward that's very pleasing and it it's it makes me want more and and i will be honest i'm not a huge chardonnay drinker because a lot of them are really creamy and big okay. and overblown and Over too much oak and yes. too much mm-hmm. butter too and this is not like that this is not like this like that this you really taste the Chardonnay grape and I mm-hmm. think it um it presents itself
1: really beautifully it has a beautiful straw to golden color it's kind of between the two very refreshing mm-hmm misty you had something there
2: yeah i just get a really nice um like although you know you can tell that it has uh, had some oak because there is that nice creaminess mm-hmm. and that nice structure but i do love um the tart um sort right. of thirst quenching i think
3: that's sweetness. it makes <laughs> me s- want some more it made right. me want more because it, it it kind of fired up my taste buds in a certain yes.
1: spot mm-hmm. and in a sweet spot in the, so and so that's that, yeah and that's that. Without it, without b- without it being a Kool-Aid sweet, it's right. also going to say there's a whole bunch of citrus and fruit and floral aromas going on here that make the nose super inviting. There's apple going on. There's pear. There's like I want to say lemon bar, but I suppose it would be more accurate to say like a lemon cream things going on or what, what do you call that what am i thinking of lemon, lemon meringue? custard lemon, lemon custard oh, or something oh, like that c- like yes. lemon, yeah. mm. oh,
3: lemon curd thank lemon curd. you that
1: was <laughs> the word i could <laughs> not
3: remember i love lemon curd no wonder i love this there's just there's a <laughs> touch of minerality
1: which gives you the, the the backbone and the spice all in there um i've got to ask you kim you you probably have this at home from time to time and do you have favorite food pairings with this B-side B- Chardonnay?
0: I'd have to say Chardonnay is not my favorite. It's not your favorite? <laughs> okay. So
1: you don't have it at home all the time. No. All right. Anybody want to You were the one who said you got it. Whole things were firing off for you.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Last, it, it, this is sort of out of season for right now, but for a number of reasons, we had some mushroom risotto last night, and I could... I could see this with that because it would kind of cut through that kind of creaminess and that earthy flavor. Yes, Um, so that's one idea.
1: And the um, what am I thinking of? The starch nature of Mm -hmm. risotto, right? Um, But with the earthiness of the mushroom, I think it would be really complementary with the minerality and the acidity going on here, Mm -hmm. but it has enough of the vanilla to make it a nice contrast. How about you, Misty? Yeah,
2: this is making me, um, you know, think I want to move outside or, you know, (laughs) move away from my grill and come inside (laughs) the house Mm -hmm. and, um, put some nice, uh, pan fried chicken on the grill with some delicious sauteed um, onions with butter. And it'd be fantastic with this. Yeah.
1: I can, I can definitely see some various forms of, uh, grilled and cream sauce chickens that would be really nice last Mm -hmm. night for dinner I was um, out at a restaurant and had a really nice warm spinach salad that had goat's cheese and citrus on it and a little uh, pancetta on it and this this strikes me as an excellent pairing to that kind Mm -hmm. of a dish so uh, walnuts and pear salad Mm -hmm. could easily do as well uh, butternut squash soup. As we start working our way into fall, know,
3: yeah, it's changing. The ch- the season's changing a little bit right it now. It it's is, a little bit of is, something in, in the air. I know so. this, so and good.
1: this wine is bringing me there with I the season, know, so definitely. <laughs> with the change. So that's definitely. nice. So yeah, cool stuff. We should mention that Don Sebastiani and Sons has a lot of different. Uh, wine brands, as well as their spirits brands and water brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so, besides B side, you've got Simple Life, The Crusher, Aquinas, Aquinas, okay. Aquinas, Aquinas. Thank you. Big Smooth, Custard, Gunsight Rock, mm-hmm. Pepperwood Grove, and of course the one, the only, the original Smoking Loon. One of my mother's <laughs> all-time <laughs> favorites. She, that's because we used to go on canoeing trips in the quetico and she used to do all the loon calls to get the loons to answer back. <laughs> so, smoking loon, the critter label, totally did it, but she loved the wine. And, and the path. And the path, yes. And the path. And have I forgotten any? Something that hasn't made it to the website that I missed out on?
0: I think you—you. You, those are the main ones. Right. Um, they also do a lot of... Cu- they do custom crush, custom mm-hmm. bottling, and... Um, um, they uh, do a lot of distinctive labels for um, some uh, some stores. Mm-hmm. But yeah, B-side, Simple Life, and Crusher mm-hmm. are um, three p- relatively new brands um, mm-hmm. that the marketing team has been um, building up, and they're doing really well.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just it's so nice. It's got a complex build to it. It's delivery through the mouth and the mid-mouth, and then its finish is smooth, but it has a really nice um, elegant coat to go with it. So you get hints of caramel, hints of vanilla. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's definitely layered for
2: sure. And that's a a lot to do with um, the malactic. So there was some malactic fermentation
1: there that causes that buttery coating on your palate. But not being overpowering. Yes, it's it's very light, very light. Definitely. So there's, a l- yes, lots yeah. of balance. I love that. It's good. I, sh- I should ask him, what's Harvest been going like for you guys so far? Have you been hearing, you know, finances, you know, often, mm-hmm. you guys are just locked away in a room with your computers <laughs> all the time. And our spreadsheets. Right. But the nice thing about the wine business is you get you do get to stretch your legs <laughs> mm-hmm. and get out there and find out, what y- what are you hearing? What's going on for John Sebastian and son's it's Harvest?
0: just starting... Um, I think things are things sound like they're th- sound like they're growing well, um, uh, you know the the harvest is a little uh, it's like bigger than normal a little bigger than normal, mm-hmm. um, so they're gonna see how it goes.
1: Well, we, we had, had the we had so much rain mm-hmm. that must have signaled to the vines grow like crazy grow like crazy and they do yeah they do that's mm-hmm. the way it works so. Yeah. Questions, comments, ladies, well, on the Chardonnay and B-Side? and I was going to, well, two things. I was going to
3: ask, is this wine widely available? The I B-side? Believe so. That's available like so an easy thing, or? listeners,
1: go to bsidewines.com. Um, you can find what you need to know uh, uh, specifically about this wine. Of course, we will have it as well on our webpage, um, which happens to be under winewomen.net. If you just look for Wine Women Radio Hour under WineWomen.net. You'll see the details there. But if you just want to go straight for the wine, um, b And this is the way to go. The Chardonnay North Coast. The Chardonnay. We should probably give it a go to uh, uh, maybe go over. You guys ready to go over to the Pinot Noir that that Kim brought? Yes, that's a yes. That's a good here. uh, Let me bring it closer to you. you.
3: Um, I, was I was going to ask him while we're setting up for this, um, yeah. so it's crazy busy time in the wine industry because of Harvest, what's your crazy busy time in, with your role starts, in the wine business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it Good usually question.
0: starts around October when we start putting budgets together.
3: That's your crush? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's our crush, exactly. Uh, and it keeps going today. until about
0: June. Really, wow! Yeah. It's a big, heavy stretch. Yeah, I mean, um, for your audit. So you mm-hmm. know, if you you have your year are in close in December, you've got your budgets, you prep those, and then as soon as December rolls around, after you've done with done with your holidays, you got to start closing uh, the books and getting ready for audit. So, and then you know, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but necessary. <laughs> yeah and then you have your regular audit um you know if you have your bank audit how uh, you've got that one straight after so it kept me very busy until about may and wow. june yeah june. yeah
2: and then i had i had a question for you as well Kim. yeah um just thinking about finance you know a lot of our other um past visitor past guests you know they've been from very different roles from winemakers to sales and accounting and owners tasting room
1: managers Mm -hmm.
2: so what are like three things that you really love about finance
1: (laughs) yeah really because we're we're, so can we ask this in part because we're also trying to help women who are trying to figure out their career path in the wine industry Mm -hmm. and this is a different one so
0: it's a different one. Right. Um, well, I, I always joked with my team uh, back at Foley, you know, we were the introverts of uh, the business. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I just like, I like the fact that I don't have to perform all the time. I'm not an extrovert. Um, I'm going to be an introvert, um, uh, but with a little bit of extrovert, like, uh, sprinkled in there. But you are telling that story with the numbers.
2: So, like, telling the story story with the numbers.
0: Sure, and like, um, I mean, I like the fact that we're behind the scenes, like, uh, figuring out uh, what we need to do to save money and um, analyzing stuff and helping the rest of the company uh, figure out how to make a profit. Yeah, great. So, a puzzle. I just love love Excel spreadsheets. Yes. (laughs) It's It's a requirement of the job. Yeah, you have (laughs) to love Excel spreadsheets for sure. Yes. And um, drinking wine. Yeah. More of that. Yeah, and
2: and helping others as well. Like, if you're out there and you're in the wine industry and you don't really understand finance or you get stuck on certain things, I mean, Mm -hmm. reach out to your accounting and finance partners because there's things that they can show you that will actually translate not only from an accounting perspective, but from a project management perspective. Um, Kim taught me some really helpful basic Excel tips that, you know, I still use today. So Hmm. I would um, encourage people, you know, if you're not familiar with pivot tables, if you don't know how to do VLOOKUPs, you know, reach out to your accounting folks. I mean, I
1: like them when they're done. I don't like creating them.
2: (laughs) Because a lot of the systems that we use, they don't, they don't, um, interact, and some of them don't communicate. So you might ha- be stuck with two different databases, and you need to pull data out of one into another. And if you use something simple like Excel, you might be able to, um, you know, mm-hmm. save a tremendous amount of time.
0: If you're working with data, I don't actually know how anybody gets by without using VLOOKUPS and pivot tables. <laughs> <laughs> I got by for and many this, years, and this is why Kim <laughs> is a controller. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean, that information spreads. In marketing, we use VLOOKUPs all sure. the time. And my team is really well-versed now. And, you know, they might not have been it had I not known how to do it. So, mm-hmm. so Kim and has been great. your
1: handy-dandy helper. This goes back to the importance of building solid relationships with people outside of your own profession,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: part of, the, part of the same team, because... We all want to row in the same direction, don't we? Yes. Yes. yes Absolutely. Exactly. Here's to rowing all in the same direction. Now that we have the Pinot Cheers. out and thank you, Marcia. All right. Opening clink, and clink, pouring clink. the
3: mm-hmm. Pinot Noir. This that's is
1: the Pinot Noir from B Side as well, and this is a 2017, I believe. If I've got yeah, it's really a 2017. It's also North Coast. Uh, Let's see. What else can we, what What else do we want to say about this? Right off the bat, um, some interesting tidbits. Um, it's been in French oak for 12 months. 30% uh, of it was blended um, in new barrels. And the new barrels came from, now this is the kind, this is details that you don't often get. So this is why I wanted to mention them, because somebody went to the trouble to put them out there. Um, The uh, cooperages that the new barrels came from were Dargaud et Jaigle and Raymond Allier, Um, neither of whom I know, but obviously French. Um, And then the remaining portion, so 30% was blend uh, in New Oak, and then the remaining 70% uh, was only in one or two-year-old barrels. So essentially, pretty much neutral at that point. and that comes across. There's, yeah, like a good Pinot Noir. You are not getting the oak in your face at this no, at all. all. You're know, not what you want. So lots of cherry notes, um, a little plum. Very juicy. She's yeah. got a very juicy tone to it. Cranberry. It's lovely. Now, Kim, you said you weren't a, personally a Chardonnay drinker. Are you a? Pinot drinker In a big way Or kind of Sort of Oh here we go Again <laughs> she's, she's Blushing Like Oh this isn't Mine either
0: <laughs> What's your That's Varietal okay. What's It's your okay varietal? I like um, Really dry whites And I love Sparkling Oh I'm with you I love sparkling similar palates No objection to any of those it all day long <laughs> Yeah I I'm with you on that
3: I would mm-hmm. never Turn down Sparkling wine mm-hmm. Ever
0: <laughs> <laughs> It just I know I mean, I like red wine.
1: So these are really, really lovely. Amazing. I'm getting, um, you know, on the nose, I'm getting a whole panoply of things. So from the the cherry, the cranberry, a little bit of plum. Spice. spice. Mm -hmm. And even, like, soy. Mm -hmm. A little... Hmm. Although so I don't like think of soy So Chinese five spice? Yeah, yeah <laughs> something something like that. Yeah, I,
2: I do get a little bit of spiciness.
1: Um, overall, maybe a little bit of pomegranate mm-hmm. in the whole thing okay. here. Uh, let's see, where did this all come from? I've got to find this here on our tasting sheet. 37% uh, came from um, the Beckstoffer Vineyard in the Carneros, Napa region. Um, so that is relatively close by, and of course, we all know the Beckstoffer Vineyard has
0: great, great
1: stuff. Um, a, an additional 30% of the blend comes from the very highly respected longtime family vineyard, the San Giacomos, uh, from the San Giacomo Vineyard that's also right here uh, in the newly minted Petaluma Gap AVA, American Viticultural Area. Um, and some of this came from the hillside Fedrick block in the vineyard. It's on the very typical 115 clone, um, which is really common for Pinot Noirs. Um, And then balancing this whole thing out, when we said, you probably heard all that and went, none of those places sound like North Coast. (laughs) Well, that is because the balance of the fruit in this Pinot Noir uh, come from Lake County and Anderson Valley in Mendocino County. so that's where the the bulk of it is at. This is so smooth, so lovely. What else do you guys think? What would what, what would you pair with this Pinot? This is bringing
2: me into fall. I'm already starting to think of Thanksgiving. I've got to tell you. <laughs> I've got to tell you. I'm already absolutely. there. Absolutely,
3: I absolutely. Mean, Pinot and Chardonnay are definitely Thanksgiving table wines. Yeah. I always think, you know, with the traditional Thanksgiving fare. Anyhow. S- mm-hmm.
1: So here's when I can do it with a. A light, I- even a cream sauce of a pork tenderloin. So in other words, li- not a spicy Asian pork tenderloin. I'm thinking more of a lighter delivery. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, no, that would be fantastic. fantastic.
1: Yeah. So I can also think um, light steak salads. So what I'm saying, it's m- mostly the greens with mm-hmm. some accent of... Uh, uh, beef or something mm-hmm. like that, or even the pork loin again in the on salad. Top. I yeah. cook
2: for yes. a lot of kids, so especially you know spaghetti and meatballs. <gasps> so it would be fantastic. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! <at this>, yes, <gasps> that Are makes
1: s- me think um, eggplant parmesan. Yeah, I could totally do this with See, that. Yummy, Yum, yummy, yummy. How about you, Lisa? Oh, eggplant
2: yeah. eggplant parmesan
3: is oh, that would be amazing. I'm. I'm also thinking about some. We we've been doing pizzas on the grill, (gasps) and of course you can move them indoors if you want to. Oven-fired pizzas. Yeah, and it's. um, I can think of some. I mean, right now, like the figs, there are a lot of figs oh. out, like a fig, you know, you for saying figs that. on top figs. of a pizza with some goat cheese or something like that. I think would be really delicious. Well, and, a, and arugula.
2: How, how are you making your pizza outdoors? I have a friend that just bought a huge <laughs> pizza oven, but are, do you have a pizza oven as well? No. Well, I have one of
3: those eggs. Oh, and okay. And you can cook. Yes. You, that's like... You can use it at like an oven, but you can also put a pizza stone on a grill, like a regular yes. barbecue yes. grill. No. I've and never done it myself. I haven't either. Yeah, you can. I, uh, that's a trick I learned from Erin Klein. Actually, she was making pizzas left and right all the time <laughs> 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 with a pizza stone on her grill. So oh, you can do that. Your we'll kids would probably do that. like it. Yeah, all. it's kind of hmm. fun. So, it, it kinda so I do
1: have a friend who has um, an outdoor yeah, pizza so oven. Yeah, so why? And so that came to mind. But then when you said figs, that immediately sent me into commercial advertisement here fig and arugula salad at the girl of the fig right yeah. now this so would good. just be a perfect easy match
3: or i take i take i have a basket of figs i just picked up at a fruit stand and um you, i slice them you know and then broil them with the blue cheese and the walnut it's so traditional but that would be so good with this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that would be delicious
1: and also um i was thinking what about scallops Scallops with the right balance, kind of sauce or something. I want to go back to that
2: Chardonnay with scallops. (laughs) Yeah, the Chardonnay (laughs) with scallops would be really good. Mm. You could do
1: that. That thing with the B side there. Mm. Really,
2: that's a fun thing with wine, though. I mean, you can just. I mean, it could be an everyday. It could be all out. It could be a fancy meal. But this um, this North Coast Pinot is very versatile.
3: It sure is. You can tell it'd be really food friendly. It's not going to overpower a dish. Right. I can nice. also
1: um, see this with certain like um, Mediterranean dishes. So mm. Mediterranean, everything from um, dolmas. Oh, that
0: would be good.
1: Um, some nice, you know, so a lot of Greek dishes um, that I can see this balancing with. Also, I can see it with um, various dishes balanced in with couscous. So whatever you know, maybe you're doing figs in couscous. Maybe you're mm-hmm. doing some lamb in couscous. Um, so, a variety of things. They are Mediterranean based, um, I think would be really quite delicious. Uh, how about a spicy Thai carrot soup? Maybe. Yeah. And
2: and, and if you're out there listening and you're like, geez, how do they come up with all of these (laughs) ideas and these pairings? Um, A great, 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 great resource is to visit the winery websites because oftentimes they have winery (laughs) chefs or... Members right. of the trade that have created yeah. amazing recipes and pairings. And I know you have so a lot well of the St. Yes.
1: Supery website that you have them out there. Yeah, we do. Mm. And so this
2: Don Sebastiani, they have some great recipes, too. So definitely, you know, check, check them, them out. out. Yeah.
3: Check what they're going to yeah, go with. Yeah, when you don't know what to make for dinner tonight, <laughs> hop on a winery website. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, otherwise you're going to have to buy, you know, multiple bottles of everything because you're going to have to try it first. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, let's not uh, forget the old tried and true wine pairing whatever's in your glass <laughs> with whatever, <laughs> you plan, on, whatever you plan to cook that night table. on the grill or whatever. It usually yeah. works. <laughs> there, there's, there's no wrong answer if you're enjoying it. That's right. the most important part. I remember going through um, a wine and food pairing book that a friend had bought me. And after getting through the whole book, the bottom line was, look, just balance out the weight of the wine. So Pinot Noir is known as more of um, a mid to light red, um, depending upon how it's made. Right. Um, so you're unlikely to want to, or, or feel like it's a perfect pairing with a big heavy cassoulet, um, or a big beef Wellington you know, stew kind of thing, because it's gonna seem like the wine is a little light, whereas the food is kind of heavy. So you want to find things of the just same kind of balance if you're having a, like Misty was talking about going back to the scallops and the Chardonnay. So those are both somewhat light, but they have distinct flavors, you know, so they're kind of on the same level. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called a pairing. Yeah, (laughs) you get (laughs) that pairing (laughs) part together, so, and again. One time I had, I
3: was at a dinner, and it's going to sound really odd, but, um, We have a friend who's a chef, and he did oven-roasted whole crab, like Dungeness crab, which it's not Dungeness crab season here yet, but that worked really well with Pinot Noir, because it had these different flavors being an Mm -hmm. oven-roasted crab Mm -hmm. than you would get with just like a steamed crab or a boiled crab, and with butter, and it it was phenomenal. It was really,
1: it worked with Pinot Noir. So stretch your imagination in terms of what you would do with something. You know, like some people say, Oh, Pinot Noir, it's much too light to do with chocolate. But let me give you an example of like what I think this could go with. How many of you are familiar with Gold Brick? I'm not. You're not familiar with Gold Brick? You can usually find this somewhere on the I don't know, dessert aisles or the baking aisles at the grocery store. And it comes by different names, but what it it's a chocolate sauce and every single time you, you run it in the microwave to warm it up. And then you pour it over your ice cream and it immediately mm. solidifies. So it's oh, got fun. some sort of chemical makeup to that. So what I can seed this Pinot Noir with is if you did like a vanilla bean, a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream, and then you take this chocolate sauce and you do ju- just a few dribbles across it, plus maybe like a raspberry on top for your mm. bread and circuses mm. delivery. So that's just enough of those delicate flavors. But, you know, it's not overpowering on the yeah. whole thing. That would be fun.
2: Makes yeah, that would be fun yeah so that would be great thing. and I'll then kind of things. i keep going back to um when when kim mentioned that she's from cape town like cape town Yay. also has a fantastic um wine industry and it's grown up really quickly i mean can you tell us a little bit about cape town and mm. do you go make it back frequently i haven't been back for
0: ages <laughs> oh man uh, well my mom's coming to visit me um, nice. We might, yes. Uh, but we might go back in January. Um, a friend of mine keeps bugging me to go over there. But Cape Town, I mean, the wine um, the wine valleys there are so beautiful. I've never seen anything like them in the whole world. Um, they're kind of nestled in the mountains. And, um, you know, every time I, um, I bring my brother here and we go wine tasting and he's like, um, oh, uh, I could... Find something better and cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Well that gets it Well that's that's a whole that's a whole different podcast in terms of why are US wines
1: priced so dramatically differently from South African wines. Mm -hmm and from European wine. That, uh, we can't even go. We South don't have enough America. time. because we, no. yes, no. we have to We have to actually get to wrapping it up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Kim, I want to thank you so much for being here today and bringing the beautiful B-side wines with you that, folks, you can find these at bsidewines.com. If um, you're not sure, you don't remember that, and you want to go, she's from Don Sebastiani and Sons. Just Google Don Sebastiani and Sons. Because there are links on the Don Sebastian Sons websites to all of their brand websites where you can also make your purchases directly right from there and keep it nice and easy. So, that's a cool thing to do. So, parting words, Kim, we're, uh, f- we're always trying to help women in wine mm-hmm. find their next steps and how to stay on track and centered because it's challenging. I think. What do you want to tell them?
0: i've had um, best success when i'm authentic i think be your true self and um help others wherever you can and be a team love that advice
1: it's absolutely fantastic lisa
3: it's great advice that can be used across any sector right.
1: of the industry there mm-hmm. you go and I'll in other industries there of you course. go and again, you can visit conciergealliance.com slash magazine, magazine. Uh, to see uh, Lisa's to newest edition of the Concierge Alliance Canvas magazine is there. And you can visit um for Misty's uh, beautiful wines at St. Supre Vineyards and you're not vineyards and caves you're vineyard and vineyards, vineyards and, winery. and winery
2: yes and come yeah. visit us during harvest because it is harvest so and we have a harvest celebration there might be some tickets available it's the 20 September 21st so um, yeah. please um going right after give this us, comes out give us a call and there are numerous events in the Valley as well. If you visit NapaValley.com, if you go to that website, yep. Easy. Um, it will show you there. I mean, you can even get out there and stomp some grapes still. There you go. At some vineyards. So there great harvest activities.
1: And you can find Wine Women's events at WineWomen.net. You can find my stuff at CornucopiaCreations.com for what I'm working on. So, thank you all. Thank you, Kim Cotter, I'm controller Kimson. at Don Sebastiani Sons. We really appreciate your bringing these beautiful wines for that us to works. taste. Yeah, thank and you. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. We very much appreciate mm-hmm. your being here. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.